The film basement is filmed in sunny West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Filmmaker's Basement, where sometimes we get tricked into seeing movies about pedophiles. I'm Brandon. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot to say this week, so we're going to dive into that in a second, but um, this is the Filmmaker's Basement. Um, where we're going to be talking about some of the movies we saw this week, and then we'll hit playing a game show later on, and then talking about some of the movies that came out uh, in this coming week that we're probably going to check out. Um, and I'm just going to dive right into my review, because I am just just very disappointed by what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie I saw this week was Licorice Pizza. And Licorice Pizza is the story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and falling in love in San Fernando Valley, 1973. Written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, the film tracks a treacherous navigation of first love. So, Andrew, you know I was very hyped to see this movie initially. I was very excited by the trailers. I thought it looked mm-hmm. like a cute love story between two high schoolers, just, like, figure things out for the first time. And in addition to that, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes both agreed that apparently it was a very good movie. IMDb gave this an 8 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 91%. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing nothing but positive reviews all over the internet. And I just feel so misled by not only the trailer, but all of those reviews. I don't know what the heck people see in this movie. This thing is horrible. Straight up. This is absolutely terrible. Um, And I just, I have so many thoughts. But first off, I should say that this movie was so bad that I originally I went to see with my girlfriend. Because she was also very excited about this movie too. Um, And we walked out of the movie theater. Wow. And to put this into perspective, I didn't even walk out of the movie theater for Cats. I sat through that whole experience. I could not sit through this movie. This movie was just so uncomfortable and atrocious. And I, and the biggest problem with it is, is that okay? So uh, Gary is played by Cooper Hoffman, son, um, and what's her name? Uh, Alana Kane is played by um, Alana Haim. And no shade to any of these people. Like they actually did very well in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cooper Hoffman's character is canonically fifteen in the movie. And a lot of Haim's character is 25. So right off the bat, that's a really weird vibe going into this movie. The guy the, was 15? The guy was 15. Not in the movie. He in, was 18 right. in real life. But yeah. not in the movie, he is 15 years old. And the and girl she, is 25? She is 25. And this okay. is a love story. <laughs> so already off the bat, I'm very uncomfortable. Because I didn't know this going into it until they tell us at one point where Gary's trying to get, like, her number, essentially, and she's like, oh, no, I'm 25. And I'm like, that cannot be right. She cannot be 25. (laughs) And no, she's 25. (laughs) So already very uncomfortable, like, dynamic between these two. Mm -hmm. Which I've been seeing defended online, which is very strange to me. I saw one person say, like, oh, well, the reason why this couple works is because Cooper's character's, like, like emotionally intelligent beyond his age and alana is very stunted so like that's how it works i'm just like that seems very abusive this is a very weird dynamic that we are trying to say is okay Uh, to put this in perspective i feel like if the roles were reversed and his character was 25 and she was 15 people would not be okay with this movie at all Mm -hmm. this is i think this is a, a this is a huge double standard here where for some reason people are okay with this I do not think they would be okay with the opposite. I think they would be hmm. very up in arms about that. Um, and the, again, the, their dynamic is just very weird throughout this whole movie. Because, again, she's 25. Like, she's living her own life with, like, a job and all that stuff. And this 
weird child actors like following around simping for her and then he's simping for her she's simping for him and it's it feels very uncomfortable and i i don't know i don't get that but in addition to that it also just feels very racist throughout a lot of the movie mm-hmm. specifically there's a multitude of allegedly comedic comments about alana being jewish because we find out early on that her family is jewish and there are a number of like hollywood agents who keep talking about her jewish nose and her jewish figure and how like that's supposed to be like a great thing there's a it keeps coming up and you can tell it's supposed to be comedic because they're like pausing after they make these comments like oh this is where you're supposed to laugh hmm. and they just don't hit there's just re- it just comes off as like blatantly racist to the point where in the movie theater I was seeing this and I want to say there were like 12 other people in there with me and my girlfriend. Only two people were laughing and I'm pretty sure they were both in their 60s. So I don't know why they were laughing, but I don't know. I that Because they grew up in that era. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They were also laughing during the scenes. Um, there's The other really racist part of this was there were other scenes with um, this like wealthy businessman and his Asian wife. And she doesn't speak English, so he's doing these, like, translations for her, but is just basically doing a really bad Chinese accent and just speaking English really slowly. And again, it's another thing where it's supposed to be funny, and no one was laughing. It just felt very racist. Except those two, like, people in their 60s. They were having a great time. Mm. This is the mo- I guess this was, they were who this movie was made for, because I... I did not get it. It just seemed very distasteful. But appa- I, again, apparently this movie was just not made for me. Additionally, this movie was very confusing plot-wise in that things happen and then we never come back around as to why they happen. For instance, um, early on, um, Gary's character gets like arrested by the police mm-hmm. for some reason. Like It's very out of the blue. He's literally in this like expo selling stuff. And then he's arrested in a police station. And you're just sitting there like, why is he arrested? What's going on? And then the cops just let him go. And he walks out of the police station. And we never come back to it ever again. And you're just thinking like, what the, what the heck is going on? Why did he get arrested? How is this relevant to the plot? What, is, what does any of that mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I still don't have any freaking idea what they're trying to reference there. Um, another, another great example of this is... Again, we have... So Gary is, like, doing his thing, being out in public. And he stops by this, like, store that's selling waterbeds and has this a really weird hypersexual encounter with, like, one of the employees there while he's, like, testing out a waterbed. You just have to see it to know what I mean. But then somehow through that, he starts selling waterbeds. Again, he's 15 years old. And that has, like, a profitable waterbed-selling business that, like, gets forgotten about, and then we come back to occasionally, then it gets forgotten about again, and then we come back to, and it's like, what What are we doing here? Why is this relevant? And he ropes Alana into it, and they're, like, running the business together. And there's another really weird scene where she's, like, being very sexual around him, trying to get make him jealous. It's like, this is not a vibe. What is going on? <laughs> Like, why are we doing any of this? So I was really confused and not in the good way I enjoy where it's like, oh, I can kind of figure this out. It was conf- I was confused as like, I legitimately cannot figure out what your train of thought is by putting these scenes together like this. It was so confusing. Hmm. I will say 
it, the cinematography was really good. There's a lot of really cool, like, long one-shots in this movie where you're just, like, like for, like, two, three minutes just watching the camera talk between Gary and Alana. It's, it's cool. It's a really cool shot. Additionally, the music was popping. I loved it. I thought it was really... It fit the scenes really well. Besides that, I don't have anything nice to say about this movie. I was really let down. <laughs> and I think you could a lot of my issues could have been fixed if she was, like, you know... A high schooler and not 25 years old it's very creepy and weird um but yeah i guess this movie was made for the people like those uh 60 year old that six-year-old couple sitting in front of me who has lived through the 70s and i guess this was a relevant experience to them but well I'd, yeah really i'd like confused. to be the first one to say i told you so yeah you were uh, right because every time i've seen a trailer for this movie i'm like this trailer is confusing and it mm. looks terrible and I'm not in I'm not in it. I'm not for it. See, again, most of my issues could have been fixed and if she wasn't twenty five. Like if the again, way she was a high schooler, this would be fine. The way that they made the trailer look was that they grew up together. Yeah. And I thought that she was in high school with him and then when she became because she was an actress, right? She was she, portraying an so actress. Or she something. isn't an actress at the start of this movie. He's no, no, the actor, but, but she oh. is becoming an actress. She's becoming an actress. Okay, yeah, so it's another one of those plot lines that comes up out of nowhere, and then she's yeah. just doing it. So I thought that she was because I in the trailer she's like dating one of these like older guys, yeah. and I'm like, oh, she, that must be the time when they're out of high school and they're both older, I guess yeah and no he's still 15 he's still 15 it's weird it's very weird i don't mm -hmm. i again i don't know who this movie is for legitimately and i don't know it's why also, they thought this was a good idea it's also a period piece so it it is a 60s movie and i'm sure no, that a, a lot 70, of the it's a 70s or 70s movie. or yeah. whatever same thing racism yeah. uh anti-semitism but uh, it's, ran rampant it's in that not the fact time. that that was a thing that happened then it's how they dealt with it in the movie that was the problem it uh, wasn't like they did this in a way that was like tasteful or like was even funny to a degree it was just bad it was hmm. just bad and very distasteful weird yeah it was not good so i would not recommend seeing this movie this movie's garbage and i do not know why critics are giving it such a high score it and this just feels like a very bad bad time but uh hopefully you had better luck with your movie this week um i guess i saw and i probably won't fill the entire time that i'm supposed to be talking about this be That's mainly right. because i don't really have much else to say about it other than watch it it's free to watch mm -hmm. um i watched this because of tiktok so it's another movie that i saw because I kept seeing it on TikTok over and over and over. So I got on Disney Plus and I watched Encanto. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I was wondering where so, that was going for a second. So Encanto, um, it's a Pixar, I believe, animated movie. Hang on, let me pull up the uh, IMDb for it. If I can spell it right. It's not how you spell that. Uh, let's see. Encanto IMDb. Alright, so yeah, it's a Disney... I guess it's not Pixar, it's just Disney. Um, so a young Colombian girl has to face the frustration of being the only member of her family without magical powers. Essentially what the movie's about. Mm -hmm. The movie's about family. 
the movie's about um, essentially like loving yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously, uh, Mattery Bell, who is uh, played by Stephanie Beatrice, who if you've watched Brooklyn Nine Nine and seen um, Rosa, that's the actress that plays Rosa. It's very strange hearing her voice come out of a Disney character. But it's also very strange seeing her in not a role that's not Rosa because she uses a very deep voice and that's not her natural voice. And it's very strange and awkward whenever you see her on on screen uh, as a different character. But it was good. I mean, it it had catchy songs, which is what got me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know the 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 it don't we don't talk about bruno's the one that like i i've seen all the time on mm-hmm. um i don't Your know what that like is out. yeah i don't know what that is but oh looks like it's gone anyway um so that's the one that kind of i kept seeing on tiktok and i'm just like i should watch this movie just because i don't know it's disney i haven't watched like a disney animated movie in a while i didn't see onward i didn't see uh what was the other one that they did like recently um uh raya and the last dragon i don't know what's going on with my camera but mm, just ignore it uh, it's whatever it's just weird that it was over my face but it's yeah. not over my face anyway um so it's an hour and 42 minutes so it's not very long i mean there's 20 minutes of uh huh. um credits at the end of like every other movie has but yeah it's i mean it's a pretty short movie um but it was good i mean it was also uh helped written by lin-manuel miranda i think Mm -hmm. um everyone in the movie is of or most of them i think all over most of them are are of colombian descent which was very interesting good very i mean good casting choices they didn't it wasn't whitewashed or anything um John Leguizamo plays Bruno, um, so it's just another voice actor that he played. He was, if you don't know who that is, he plays Sid the Sloth in the Ice Age, if you're old enough to watch Ice Age. Uh, but it was, you know, it was well done. It, the, it, was, it was bright, it was colorful, it was um, the, s- I'm going to get roasted, second time Disney's done a latin american film i think luca would have been the first if i recall correctly luca was italian it was italian i can't remember that oh wait, no i have no idea coco coco i don't coco. see i don't watch pixar movies anymore so that's yeah. probably why so i think it's only been coco and um this one in canto mm-hmm. so um sorry Uh, I have tinnitus and it just oh, kicked okay. in like extremely badly. Oh, um, but no, I mean, the story was really well done. It was uh, a family kind of drama dynamic where um, she's trying to live her life without magical powers and everything's kind of taking a downward turn and it's a Disney movie. Like it takes a downward turn and it builds back up with a happy ending where everyone is all happy and everyone cares about each other again. So it's a typical Disney movie. Um, but it was, it was actually pretty funny. The, the funniest part of the movie was the first 10 minutes when she's singing about her family and everyone's like 
gifts that they've received and the kids in the in their town um are asking her about her gift and she she's like or she finally says that she doesn't have one but she's happy anyway and then one of the kids goes I think your gift is being in the state of denial. <laughs> and that's somehow it was that's just so brutal. Oh roasted. Gosh. Like for a Disney movie to have something like like that kind of like mm-hmm. level of, of roasting was I was just I had it had me laughing. And Bruno's character was actually pretty funny too. It was kind of like a loner um guy who still cares about his family but is kind of going stir crazy because of the lack of human interaction <laughs> um so but it was i mean it was you know it was it was a cute movie you know it was very well done the the animation was really good it was like i said very colorful very bright very vibrant um and the music was good too i like i like movies with with a good soundtrack and that one was catchy it was catchy enough for me to watch it on disney plus uh, after it had already come out so um yeah uh definitely go watch it. i mean it's free it's it, i was i wasn't gonna pay f- to to watch it but it, it was free to watch on disney plus so it's you get disney plus it's it's i'm basically just fishing for a sponsor at this point whether it be hbo max or whether it be <laughs> disney plus uh, given up on hbo max <laughs> no no i'm you know i'm just throwing lines out in the ocean at there mm-hmm. now to try to, to try to get something to stick so um but you know it's good so um there's a lot of good stuff on disney plus that i'm gonna talk about probably later so definitely well i mean hey it sounds good i've heard good things off tiktok people talking mm-hmm. about bruno and whatnot and what not to do around him but maybe i'll give well, that just don't talk about point. him they don't talk, they but they can sing they about don't them, talk right? about them. Yes, you can sing about them, okay, but you can't. You, know, you don't talk about them. Don't talk about them. Can't ever talk about them. But moving on, uh, let's get to everyone's favorite segment, Pilot Wings. Okay, and for those who've ne- who haven't played this before, um, Pilot Wings is a game show where I pitch Andrew three different show loglines. Two of them are real shows, and one of them is something that I made up. Andrew has to suss out which is the fake one. Um, and I think I, I think I got some good ones this week, but we'll see. So, number one. Set in the 80s, this horror thriller follows a construction team who uncovers a vast structure and its dark secrets under the streets of Rome. Number two. This semi-autobiographical show revolves around a picture-perfect family turned upside down when the youngest son comes out of the closet. What seems like the end of their idyllic life turns out to be the beginning of a bright new chapter where everyone stops pretending to be perfect and actually starts being real. And number three. An epic biblical saga of faith, ambition, and betrayal as told through the eyes of a battle-weary king, a powerful and resentful prophet, and a resourceful young shepherd on a collision course with destiny. So, Andrew, out of the three of those, which one is the fake one? Well, you've definitely got me thinking about different um, networks Mm -hmm. that would pick these up. Because they're all different. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you got the first one, which is set in the 80s. -hmm. Uh, which is not something you typically see in 
TV shows. You don't really see set pieces set in time, different times. About a horror thriller that follows a construction team who uncovers a vast structure and its dark secrets under the streets of Rome. Um, kind of interesting. Doesn't seem like it's an. Um, do you only choose American-made TV shows? Uh, okay. Yes, just because that's what the um the pilot seasons usually tell me on like sites like Hollywood Reporter and all that. Okay. They're usually right. only American. So like that sounds like it might be something that's not American made um but you never know um it definitely doesn't sound real um then you have the second one which is the autobiography semi-autobiographical biographical show that revolves around a picture perfect family turned upside down when the youngest son comes out of the closet um it seems like it could be like a real thing and i don't know if you're tripping me up because of how long the description is mm-hmm. um because what i've learned is usually the longer the description the more correct the answer would be uh because they're trying to throw you off um but i think i might have heard something like that before but it wasn't about mm-hmm. the youngest son um it was about their dad it was that uh, jk simmons show Ooh. no was it jk simmons or no it wasn't it was the other guy i can't think of um where he becomes a transgendered i can't remember i never heard of that one what that show was called very popular very it was good i've one of what i've heard mm-hmm. um i can't remember the actor who played the lead role in that but it's uh, and then you got the third one, which is an epic bio- biblical saga of faith, ambition, and betrayal, um, which is another set piece. Um, and that one sounds like a sci-fi show, mm-hmm. so like it doesn't sound like it would be like mainline network TV. Um, but I am gonna go with the first one mm-hmm. because that one just sounds like it wouldn't get greenlit at all and i mean you put up some that didn't get greenlit at all but it sounds like one that is just kind of too crazy Mm -hmm. uh set piece horror thriller i don't see any you know anyone thinking about that for like in the 80s and in rome too Hmm. maybe a movie Mm -hmm. but all right you locking that in yep yeah the first one was the fake one um i was basing that off of um there's this podcast called the white vault which is basically a very similar presence um similar premise but set in svalbard like the place that's like the furthest away from any other person on the face of the earth or whatever Mm -hmm. no farthest north place on the face of the earth that's it um very similar idea they have there and in addition to that i was also fascinated because i've been learning recently that apparently in rome you can't really build anywhere like new because if when you do try to like dig underground there's just like a million different kinds of structures been under there hmm. because rome is just infested with old buildings yeah it's so, like you find one and then instantaneously it's like city of rome's like well this is our property now <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know thought that could be an interesting premise but yeah nice second, second one was called it was ordered series got two seasons called the real o'neill's never heard of it either and this one i was surprised this one got made honestly it's called kings and prophets and only got a single season though but i was even still surprised it even got made honestly it sounds like i don't know kings and prophets kings and prophets 
to me it doesn't sound like something I'd made, but then again, I probably wouldn't have watched that. So I don't I don't know my target demographic there. Um, it got picked up for a season. Yeah, that's what I that's what I found at least. I don't see it unless it was no, that's a movie. Uh, that's of Kings and Prophets. Let's uh, see. Uh, uh, of yeah, of oh okay. King. So it is. Yeah, it, it is. is the... It is that one. It's it's of Kings and Prophets. Yeah, of Kings and Prophets. That's it. Yeah. One season. One season. And doesn't it looks but... like it did not get renewed. <laughs> well, IMDb. Oh yeah, no ABC. It was AB. So that one was ABC. I was thinking yeah. that was like sci-fi. Yeah, sounds like um, something like that. Oh, that are like a Christian channel hidden amongst all of them. Yeah, it had Ray Winstone in it, who is. Mm-hmm. I think he's big. You know, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He was in. I have no idea. He oh he played Beowulf in Beowulf. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's Pilot Wings this time around. Andrew did get one over on me, but hopefully I'll have a better fake show next week. And now let's move into some of the movies that are coming out. And it's still kind of dead. There's not really anything new at this point in the year still. Um, that's not true on the bright side though at least the sesame street movie is finally out this week yeah i was gonna say the not only is the sesame street movie out but then you've got the that weird well it's not weird i mean it's the movie's not weird but it's it's weird that it's coming out now uh in january but scream scream which again uh, i do not trust Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, i do not trust that movie oh no i've heard it's not good yeah that does not surprise me um but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, not much. Scream, Sesame Street, um, and that looks good though. Uh, a I Ben do... Affleck movie, apparently. Affleck movie, what's that? Called Deep a Ben oh. Affleck. Oh no, Deep Water. Deep Water, yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't even have a poster on IMDb, so no, it doesn't. You, you can tell it's big. <laughs> it that actually looks that looks interesting mm-hmm. a, a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers hmm. Hmm. it's a thriller i mean uh, gone baby was gone was girl? That, right gone girl yeah yeah it sounds very uh, similar to gone girl uh gone girl was good gone girl know? was very good so I, yeah a ben affleck thriller yeah, i may see that I don't know. I'm probably going to check out either Sesame Street or Belle, because Belle mm-hmm. looks very good. That The animation in that movie looks absolutely gorgeous, and it just hmm. sounds very good. So, that's on me, but I don't know. <laughs> we shall see. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to bring our, this episode to its close. I um, just want to know mm-hmm. if, like what rating they gave the Sesame Street movie. Cause... It better be good. It's it better be good. Obviously, it's Sesame Street, right? Yeah. But it's got <laughs> Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, and Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Like, come on, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I mean, mean and, and Hathaway too. Yeah, but... I was seeing that. That was another one. I was like, really. I, I, and obviously, it's gonna have the puppets too, because it's. I see mm-hmm. it in here that. It's that set Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch will be. It in would there be really weird if they well. weren't in the movie. It's true. <laughs> I think it's that would true. be a very, very interesting directorial choice. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go see that opening weekend with all the other children that are in the, the- in the theater. <laughs> I don't know, man. People really aren't going to movies anymore. Oh, it's, down here they are. Really? 
Oh, not yeah. my theater. I haven't seen my they, Looker's Pizza. I think it's had the most pizza that most people in that movie had seen in a while. It's Florida, man. Florida people don't care. Oh uh, yeah, that is very different. Very different like, culture down it's there. A diff- it's a different world here. That uh, is fair. Spider Man is still selling out in theaters here. Mm. It's crazy. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think that will bring us to the close for this week. Um, Andrew, do you have you do you have anything you want to plug besides um, um, HBO Max? <laughs> or disney plus or disney plus um yeah i mean sports and nonsense is half half back uh we recorded last week i just didn't post the video i didn't post it so uh i think this week we're gonna post two like a two episodes back to back we'll like do a post season because the season's over for the nfl so mm-hmm. we'll do a post season well the yeah a post season preview for um for uh, last week and then this week upcoming so uh that'll go out on sunday hopefully if i can get my uh shit together (laughs) big mood um and i think this week i'm gonna plug see any other movie but licorice pizza literally any movie i don't care what you see i i'm just i'm so upset by that movie in so (laughs) many ways i mm, i'm gonna be Uh, i'm gonna be salty about this for a minute man but yeah that's that's all we got this week um i've been brandon and i've been andrew and thank you for listening to filmmakers basement we'll see y'all next time bye